and welcome to the Level 30 Podcast. This is episode 7. My name is Tom, and I'm sitting alongside Joe and Kevin today. They have the case of the giggles for sure, only because <laughs> you look like Kevin. <laughs> we've tried to start this podcast seven times. Yeah. Um, roll with welcome, it. welcome to our show, first show of 2020, which is really exciting, and I'm hoping you're noticing and enjoying also our, our new set. Not new set, it's the same location. I just decided to try having these comfortable chairs to sit in. Have it look a little bit more presentable. If you like the new look, let us know. If you miss the old look, uh, tell us. But this is substantially more comfortable than the last one. Yeah, so. honestly, too bad. This is already better on my back. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also got some fancy camera set up so that we can uh, punch into different angles over here. So we hope you enjoy that as well. I'm controlling that remotely from my laptop while looking at the rundown. So I apologize if there's some mix-ups. <laughs> That's a little inside radio for you. Um, not that you needed to know, but welcome and thanks for coming to the Level 30 Podcast. My name's Tom. I'm alongside Joe and Kevin, as stated before. Kevin, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. And you looked at me when you said Joe earlier. Really. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Kevin, how are you today? Uh, I'm awesome, because this is hilarious it's, right Yeah, now. we're off to a great start. And uh, Joe. Uh, I'm doing okay. You are Joe, right? Yeah, Okay, good. Today I am. Today you're Joe. Next week, name tags. Awesome. So oh, uh, we've got a loaded show for you today. Um, heading into... This episode, um, we kind of been putting it off for a little bit, mainly at the uh, <laughs> behest of Kevin, who uh, was insistent that there would be a Nintendo Direct in January. I, Kevin was wrong. I, I'm not wrong yet. We, we have next there, week. There's okay, still I'm sorry, you're right. you nine say, days left, eight days left in January. Now, I said February from the get-go. Mm. Um, so I'm it still was going kind of one of those, we're going to put it off until we get that news because we know we would do it, and then three days later, the Direct would be announced, and we'd be like, well, son of a gun, we should have just waited. Mm. Um, but there's been such a s- slow Direct trickle. tomorrow. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? If it is, I'll buy oh, you a taco. We usually yeah. have a little bit of rumors beforehand, though. They're never like, well, if you're yeah, looking well, out for it, it's that. never really like a huge surprise. There's, oh, like... Like, there's always, like, guys, there's probably a direct mm. coming next week or something. Like, we usually hear, like, an inkling. I haven't heard anything. Um, I'm pretty sure since January started, like, the third day of January, it was, like, all right, direct rumors nonstop. Yeah. Because I think they just traditionally do one in Early. January. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there was the whole thing. It's, like, there was a pattern. I sent it to you guys, the Pokemon direct, and then a full-fledged direct. Thanks, Tom. No problem. <laughs> we'll just talk into it. Okay. Um, and a full-fledged direct, like... In a certain time span after. Okay. Right. And so, so. Uh, we did get a Pokemon Direct. We'll talk about that a little bit too because there's some big news. We got a Smash Direct. Um, so outside of a traditional Nintendo Direct, I think we're all anticipating an Animal Crossing Direct. Uh, we don't really know what's coming from them, but that's not the mean. They're not to say that there hasn't been a lot of information that's kind of uh, popped out. So real quick, some recent Level 30 haps just to get through what we've been doing on the channel since the start of the year as it was a quiet end of December, quiet beginning of January. Um, couple press start tapings have been done so we got a few more coming out we're to- toying with some new concepts um we're also pushing an effort to get more reviews out as well uh we tend to hit the major releases but there's a lot of smaller ones that we don't get to do a lot of um from for time reasons and then there's a lot of uh like super big like games that are so big that because there's so much content already out there from other people and other platforms or mediums doesn't make sense for us to throw our hat into the ring unless we have something unique or special to say. So we, we everything I, we say is unique and special. Well, to a degree it is, but like we did impressions on Pokemon, I didn't feel the need for a review given the amount of voice that was already out there on that topic. I didn't feel like we had anything unique to say that wasn't said already, and so we just kind of skipped it. I think it's also pretty apparent that like Pokemon's not 
going to do well with like I don't want to say with our audience, but with you know what we're going for as a level thirty gamer, like it's not an easy game to put down for a long time and come back to. Oh, I think mm. quite the opposite. But at the same time, maybe for the new one, I guess it's, it's very also linear. a game series that hit its start and heyday when we were ten and twelve years old. You know, like like that's Pokemon Blue and Red came out in what ninety four? No, ninety six. Ninety six. Okay, pretty positive. So like, I was eleven. I was six. Um, I was a little older. Kevin's the oldest. I was in high school. Um, so yeah, told no, you I was the oldest. Okay, um, but like that—that's <laughs> a game that you think would resonate with folks our age, but um, forty games. We opted to skip it. So <laughs> Almost. there's going to be a few more coming. Um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions came out uh, last week. And I got a review coming in that in the pipeline. Kevin took some notes and is going to do something small for Ori and the Blind Forest, which small is small but amazing, but an excellent game. Um, so that just game stay tuned for those. I mean, Joe. Okay. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we've all played it. It's I'm really actually good. excited for your review because no, I haven't played it. Oh, you haven't? What? No, oh, I haven't. You're going to watch the review yeah. and want to spend twenty dollars immediately because mm-hmm. it's a fantastic game. Is that good of a review? Well, I don't know yet. Time will tell, uh, Kevin. Make it. It's good. good, but the game's incredible. Okay. Yeah. I will look forward to your review. Okay. Good. And I look forward to whatever Joe wants to review to help everybody out. Everyone <laughs> loves my reviews. They're All really well written. Them. All Thank two. You. Oh That's God. fine. Um, flatter me on camera like that? So, <laughs> well, uh, now oh. that we can, we can flatter you on three different cameras. Anyway, <laughs> um, through all of so we, oh wanted to, we wanted to touch upon um, kind of like the speculation city that's going on right now with, uh, with Nintendo and the Switch. Because um, we got the rebirth of a conversation that we dabbled about uh, a little bit last year is something that maybe we saw coming. Mm. Um, but I, I think in retrospect, we were way off base and anticipating. Uh, and of course, I'm talking about the Switch Pro. Um, I feel like it came out like two or three times over the course of last year, not just from us, but like, like everywhere. Like we were, and yeah, yeah, we were talking about it because people were talking about it. Well, there were so many little like details and things that pointed to it possibly happening. Like certain types of new screens. Right. And then, you know, this insider, that insider, things out. But, like, more things have come up, I forget when, within, like, the last month. Last few weeks. Last few weeks. At least, yeah. yeah. Since the beginning of the year. Um, so, like, the last month, as he originally said? Yes. <laughs> Captain Literal Man, thank you. Um, so, what do we think now, in 2020, with a few months away from the Switch Lite, uh, what do we think of this thing's actual existence? I think it's absolutely coming eventually. Well, okay, but do we what think do it's mean? coming this year? I, I'm going, I'm leaning yes. Just based on the, the industry insider, that the big one everyone was talking about, that production Q1 release spring, summer, Like I just feel like they would do that. So you think this is something that we would get prior to holiday time frame? Yes. Because they could, because the people that like, like I'll buy it that day. Oh, I, um, like those, there's that, and there's those customers that will buy the upgraded system like that, and then they can market the heck out of it, and then by holiday time, it's out. They could reduce the price of the standard Switch model, um, and it would be a frenzy with three options, and they would market them all differently, like similarly but differently, to different audiences. I guess if that makes sense. Okay. No, that, that so, absolutely. Those makes are just sense. my thoughts. I have no inside info on it. <laughs> Joe, what do you but think? But that's just what I think hap- will happen. I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure, but figure this: uh, the we have what the PS5 and the Xbox whatever coming out yeah. holiday this year. Yes. So 
Nintendo's not going to want to compete with them directly because are they going to win that fight? Like, granted, you know, we we were talking even in our text messages the other day, just saying that most people have one of those consoles and then a Switch or, you know, the Wii and the Wii U and whatever. It was always like that extra console that they had along with their, you know, the two main competitors. But it doesn't mean they're still not going to compete initially for sales because no one's going to buy go out and buy both at the same time. Right. So do they want to get those sales in before or do they want to get them in afterward? And it seems like Nintendo's been jumping on new console generations before rather than after. You know, like the Switch, um, the Switch you know, technically came out before the latest one because the Wii U would have been the competitor to the last generation, the, the PS4 and the Xbox One. True. So the Wii U was kind of in there. So the Switch came out before this. I mean, it was way before, but it did come out before this generation. So are they going to try and push another one out before this generation, or are they going to do it right afterwards? I think, to me, I, I'm not a market analyst or anything, but I think before is always the time and not after because everybody mm. will have already spent their money, and they're going to go, I'm not going to go buy another one. But... If you buy it beforehand, they're gonna they're gonna say I haven't spent the money yet. I can still buy this rather than I'm waiting for something new to come out. Mm. So I agree with that logic, but I th also think then the flaw in that logic is that you're saying okay, I, I'm not gonna buy a PS5 because I oh, I just spent three four hundred dollars on Switch Pro, but arguably they spent three hundred dollars on a Switch. So how many of the people that currently have mod or, or have modern or not modern current Switch hardware? are going to then upgrade again. Because anyone that bought a Switch in the last six months to maybe even a year is not, I wouldn't think, going to say, okay, I'll, I'll upgrade immediately. Can I? Versus I'm gonna comment people that, that bought it at launch might not have a problem because it's been two and a half years. I think you're right in saying they got out in front of it with the Switch uh, initially, but I also think that was a product of the Wii U being a, Ooh, a failure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if the the Wii U had a modicum of success that the Wii did, which would have been unrealistic in any facet, um, given the way that thing sold, would they have pushed it out as quickly as they did? I don't know. Yeah. The, to your point that you brought up, um, how do you get people that may have bought a Switch within the last year, six months to a year, if you have a sleeker model with... Um, enhancements, like certain people are going to jump on that, just that it's shiny, new, better. Certain people. Um, it depends. Certain right, people, right. There's a the demographic. Yes. Um, that's another question. I wonder what the price point would be because this was two ninety nine. Right. Which so that was, comes to three twenty with tax roughly. the higher end of what people were anticipating given Nintendo's history. Right. Right, because that was more expensive than the Wii. So I wonder, like, as expensive as the if Wii there's Wii? a Pro. I think they were the same price. What are we thinking? Three fifty. Some of these rumors that are out there are already There's saying no way it's hitting. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, Which I would be $100 cheaper true. than PS5, Xbox. Which would be the marketing angle. It's $100 right. more than the current model, but it's still less than cheaper the than... new stuff. You also got to figure, yeah. and we, we kind of had this discussion when the Switch Lite came out, are we, are we uh, I guess, overdosing people on, on switches? Are we saying like, hey, you know, here's a switch, here's another one. Now here's a third one that's coming out. But I, also, are we confusing people? What's the difference mm -hmm. between the switch, the switch Lite, and the switch pro? Do we call it the switch Lite because it doesn't play as many games as the switch? Do we call it the switch pro because it's going to play games that the other two don't? Like the, uh, the One X, um, the Xbox One X, didn't necessarily play games that you couldn't play on the other systems, but there were 
there, like you couldn't do the VR stuff and you couldn't do the 4K gaming on the older the Xboxes. HDR, right? Yeah, but mm. also there's the, the, the new 3DS. I was going to say, stuff, but, well, you know, all that stuff with the 3DSs, exactly, there like were, all there different was, models. There's a handful of games that you couldn't play on the older games. Right, and I'm hoping that they learn from that. Right. Because after that first very small wave of initial games, there weren't any companies that were saying, okay, this we're going to make this game for the new 3DS only. So the mm -hmm. OS loaded a little bit faster and... Um, I, I can honestly think of two games that utilized Xenoblade, it. Xenoblade Chronicles. and... Um, I don't even remember what the other one was. That they used the little nub? Not even the no, nub. The, the nub was great. Um, but just the enhanced features of the hardware oh, okay. itself because it was a little bit more powerful. I think the only thing that really comes to mind is Hyrule Warriors, which was also a Wii U game, was ported mm -hmm. to the 3DS and it could be played on the 3DS at an incredibly terrible frame rate. <laughs> like somewhere like 15 to 20 frames a second. Oof. And so Ooh, the geez. new 3DS like at least made it passable even though everyone had said it's still not worth playing on the system. Um, it's just a comfortable just, console, though. I don't know what it was about it. Like it was just kind of like a joy to hold. Like it wasn't too heavy. It wasn't too unwieldy. Yeah. Considering it have it's the a, weird yes. hingy creaks and the the sharp corners that the other one did. Yeah, and, exactly. And I think, yeah, it was a you little know, more comfortable. Like my my girlfriend has the the smaller 3ds, so obviously it's smaller and it's not quite as comfortable because it's the older one. But like that thing, just it feels like an older generation console compared to my new 3ds, which is just so sleek and, and nice and comfy yeah, to hold. No, it's, it's really nice. Nintendo is has been historically fantastic at reiterating on its hardware in a yeah. really insightful mm -hmm. or, or enticing way for folks that may already have that hardware. And sometimes yeah. it's as simple as, oh, you have a new 3DS, but here's a new 3DS. Here's a Majora's Mask and, edition. Yeah, a Zelda edition. Here's and a Pikachu edition. face edition. And, and there are know, people that will see? collect those yeah, there are because they're different like and they're one-offs. And... Um, I think that's really cool, but now we're you know we're not talking handhelds at a one to two hundred dollar price point. Yeah, we're talking main consoles. I think it would make sense for them to learn from that mistake, and if they're putting out new hardware, make sure that hardware is also capable of to the same standard the current model plays games at. The new model does as well. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you will fragment that that audience a lot, and you've already got the concern of. I have a Switch Lite, what games can't I play based on the inability to take Joy-Con controllers off and things like that. So um, we'll see. I mean, I think if it came out, any of us here would be, for the most part, all in. I know oh, Kevin yeah. and I would probably take off of work and go to the midnight release and drive I would to go the to the midnight store. release and come to work um, the next day. Yeah, because you'd be walking around showing it off to all the kids. <laughs> like, um, look. You know, so obviously circumstantial, but um, I don't know. I think it would be an interesting... Uh, I hope it happens. I want. I'm. I, I want it. So I think that launching close to, and a lot of people have said this is not like I'm not taking credit for this thought, but like that and Zelda's the next Zelda, the Wild Two, the same time, like marketing push. Well, I think it'd be interesting because we're yeah. also at a point now where, um, unless we get that direct soon, that anticipated direct, mm. um, what's Nintendo's timeline for when E3 rolls around? And we know E3 is changing drastically. It was one of our, our listener questions. We'll get yeah. to it a little bit later. But um, if we know that, and again, just going off historically, if Nintendo's putting out a Direct in June for E3, mm -hmm. when does their Direct hit between now and June? I, I would have to believe we'd get at least one. They, oh, definitely one. At least one. And we, we're probably going to anticipate some specific directs for specific titles. I, I would mm -hmm. expect an Animal Crossing direct because yeah. despite the fact that game comes out in two months, there's there's not a lot of 
media attention given to it yet. So you figure you're going to get one of those, hey, we're doing 15 minutes on all the new Animal Crossing features. And Mm -hmm. okay, great. But that still lets us then say, "Eh, realistically, we got a month and a half until we get a a true full Nintendo Direct. And where does that line in with E3? Because if they are going to announce new hardware... I think they're doing it before E3. I think they might. I think they would tease it, maybe give some more information around E3. And if you guys are accurate in saying it's going to come out prior to the heavy hitters from Microsoft and Sony, then it would need to say, okay, we're going to release this in September. Yeah. Um, it's Yeah, I mean, it's, or before it's that holiday, even. it's got to be end of summer or summer, especially if we haven't really heard anything like concrete and solid about it. Mm-hmm. Right. It would have to be pretty soon. Yeah. And yeah. so con- I'm honestly hoping it's announced in the first direct of the year because I just want to know if it exists. And I want to know. I want to know. I want to know what it is. I want to know what it does. I want it. <laughs> and I don't know if I want it. That, nothing I don't, about it. You want something I that want literally it. does not exist. I need to know. What if it's, right this is why I need a direct. I need it. What if it's Where's the direct? worse than the current model? There's no way that would happen. Here's a new switch. No it's way. Got, uh, less battery life. It has no internal storage. Has all the drift um, you ever wanted. It has horizontal Joy Cons. What, what if the, the Switch the Pro the has a has a left Joy Con with a D pad? Ooh. How about a a. Uh, Pro level Joy Cons, like they have the Microsoft Elite controllers, which mm. I believe are like fully customizable. Like you want to swap I don't out like the D pad, that. that you take can it do out. That. I feel weird. I, I like love that. that. I my favorite thing about it is I I don't have one and I wish I did. Triggers? No, the underneath triggers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's cool. what I mean. Oh yeah, that yeah. you can put underneath the yeah. uh, like the yeah. Yeah. Um, part. Yeah. Oh, Sony God, just announced an attachment for their yeah, yeah, DualShock so, Fours, and the Steam controller has them. Yeah, it's it's one big button on either side. But it's super comfortable because you don't have to like you don't have no, to pick you your, can fingers. Rest your fingers. Yeah, you just, you, like just, it, right? you just squeeze that side of the controller. That's yeah. what right. You need to do. And they're cool. fully awesome. configurable too. Yep. You can map any button to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I might get that for the for the PS4. Um, that said, if we're if we're going in on like changing the D-pad, I want the the like swivel twisty one that those like specific run of Xbox 360 controllers had, where you twist it one way and you get individual buttons and you twist it the other way and you get a little like that. disc. Oh, I can't see Nintendo doing that with it. No, no, probably not, not but I'm just saying confusing. that's what I want. Oh. not saying it's going to happen. I'll, I'll no. bring the controller and you can see it. It's really cool. <laughs> Alright, so continuing on with rumor and speculation, as you uh, kind of mentioned the outline for 2020 and Nintendo, the last two years, especially with the Switch, knowing that they needed to get this hardware off the ground in a, in a meaningful way, was very smart to kind of outline hey, here are our big releases Uh, that you're going to get this year, and they would tend to have one really big major first-party game every month. And it it became Mm -hmm. something to go, okay, cool, Zelda's out, and now we're waiting for Splatoon, and then Mario Kart. And it was just this stream of excellent games. But 2020 seems to be a little bit more in the fog, I think, when it comes to what to expect this year as far as software. And when you look at what came out last year, you had your Yoshis and... Um, I mean, granted, you had Pokemon, um, and I'm drawing a blank on other titles, but uh, Luigi's Mansion. You had a lot of like, are we even are we even at B tier with these titles? Is Yoshi a B tier first party title, or does that fall into a C? You know what I mean? Like, what are we looking forward to this year as far as major releases go? So, um, circulating that rumor mill, rumor mill with two big teases for 2020. Um, supposedly from credible sources, as Kevin pulls up their release chart. We'll get to that in a sec, because I yeah. put it in the rundown, Kevin. You put this in the rundown? I put the key Great. in. Great. Um, but leave Perfect. that up. Um, <laughs> it's been rumored right now that we've got two major first-party titles coming. Let me say One, them. Let me say them. 
right. I want to say them because they have further me ado. Here's well, she um, didn't get a direct. Let him have this. Yeah, let me have this. Okay. Fair. So the uh, 2D Metroid is being rumored from one or two credi- credible sources. Um, some say it could be a Metroid Fusion sequel slash Metroid Five for the Metroid fan base. I've heard the Metroid Fusion sequel um, rumor. I think it's the. I title. I really hope it is in what like a Samus Returns that was on the 3DS remaster because that game is great. I never and played it because it, it should have been on the Switch to begin with. It came out at the, near the very end of the 3DS, mm-hmm. so I jumped shipped already. There, once I got the Switch, I don't think I ever went back. Wait, did to you the say 3DS. you did not play that? No, I did. If not. that does not come to the Switch, play that game. I will borrow it, it is from you. Very good. I have a hard time. No, with you will not. Games. Get, you will not get to borrow my copy. I'll return it. I just want to see if I actually like it. Metroid it's great. Is a series that I want to love way more than I do. And you should. I was scarred when I was little. Some people um, want it to be a remake of Super Metroid, which I have mixed feelings on because I love that game. And if they did a remake, and, and there, if there was any flaw, I would be like traumatized by it. Well, that's the game that I was scarred me. When oh I was my little. gosh, that game's amazing. All right, so there's 2D Metroid possibly, which I think is feasible. This year. I think it's definitely feasible. Because this if Mercury year. Steam is making it, they made Samus Returns on 3DS. Okay. So what have they been working on since that? Right. And I think it'd be a good stopgap mm-hmm. for Metroid Prime 4, which does that. And we, we don't know anything. We, we don't know. We don't know. They essentially it's started coming. over this year, yeah. right? Uh, or last year. Last year. Last year. Yeah. Um, we got that announcement in January saying. Speaking hey, of that, really quick, Retro it. Studios has been hiring some good developers. Like, every time they hire somebody, they, like, something freaked out about, um, whatever. I don't want to go on a tangent. It's, it looks good, though. Looks Kevin's good. excited for Metroid. Oh, where my gosh. Put, just give me the Metroid. Where do you think that puts the trilogy? Later more? this year. Holiday. Okay. Summer. Okay. Um, I was, I was going to think that, because if the 2D Metroid comes out and we get trilogy this year, um, that would be amazing, but they would want to space them out, probably. What if 2D Metroid comes out on Switch and does not sell well? As Metroid games tend to not do too well financially, do you they, think it would scare yeah. them from putting out the port, No, ports? because they're different types of games. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Joe, do you want to take the second rumor one, or is Kevin going to be angry? Joe can have it. Okay. I don't know. I, I look at the series, and I'm like, this is a Joe series. Why? <laughs> I don't know, because it's colorful and fun, and I, I think you would like it. I'm not going to lie. I am lost in the dock. Oh, you uh, suck. Joe. <laughs> Joe failed. Um, it's it's my fault for not having the keyboard. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, so the other game that is rumored, lost in the dock. I found it. Go. Paper Mario. Paper Mario is which rumored. is funny because I just added that game on Wii to my stack of games that I'm donating because I did not get that far into it. Wait, was that Super adult. Paper Mario? Uh, it was was a thousand year. I think it might have been Thousand Year Door. No, that was Game. No. Yeah, that was GameCube. What? The one on the Wii was like a platformer, just, and it was... You can change the camera. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was really good. It was I, neat. It's been a really but long it's not, time since I played it. It's not the Paper Mario people of... That's probably I why enjoyed I enjoyed really it. I just, just got, was not fun. I just it. got halfway through and then put it down for a while, and when I went back to it, I had no idea what I was supposed to do, <laughs> and I said, well, I'm not playing the first half of yeah. the game again. Um, it's like half of my game collection go back in. I don't want to restart it, but I don't know where I am right now. Yeah. Back on the shelf. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. I'm trying so, to get better at that. I'm going to speak to this real quick. Gamer. Yeah, um, so the Paper Mario rumor comes from the same people that mentioned the 2D Metroid. Um, one quote from them, two quotes, I'm sorry, is that they said return to form. So anybody who's a fan of the Paper Mario series knows that means going back to like the Thousand Year Door RPG style and not all these random things they've done with the newer games. And they also said not a remake. 
Okay. So well, if this is true, so and it must be a new title. title. Yeah. All right, which is good because the last Paper Mario for Wii U was not a very good game. Mm -mm. I mean, it it looked great visually. And, looks and the, very the nice. writing was sharp. The writing is sharp in all of them. Um, I'm wondering if there's a connection here. And Metroid and Paper Mario. No, no I, I think it. I know where he's going. And Nintendo's refiling for the Mario and Luigi trademark. Um, that developer's done. I the think. developer went under. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if there's some kind of connection there that. Maybe it's going to be a Mario and Luigi style game, but with the Paper Mario brand and IP applied. Mm. Um, but Luigi doesn't get to be paper. <laughs> he would probably be okay with that because <laughs> Luigi so, just rolls with the punches. Because um, I feel like those games are very similar in style. It's just mm. the aesthetic is a little different, but the gameplay is very similar. I, I think that could be a cool thing. We'll see. We yeah. don't know what's coming from there, but uh, really great direct. franchise if you're able to play any of the older games. Um, that would be fun. That would be fun. Um, so a few more uh, random rumors uh, in the rumor mill, a couple ports on the way, um, Bioshock collection, Saints Row four and the Metro collection were all leaked. Well, they got some um, kind of rating. They got a rating. Metro collection was, fo was formally announced with a trailer and a release date. I believe it's it the end of February. Okay. Um, but it's the first game in the series. It's not the second or the newer one on Xbox and PlayStation. Um, the fact that those got ratings makes me also feel a direct's coming soon. Well, and because that, I'm like, that would be when to announce these things. Right. And so that's why we kind of hung on doing this episode because we yeah. saw these, these things going through in the, the placeholders in Amazon and the SKU list from GameStop. And we're like, Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Something's coming and nothing ever came, or at least it's not coming yet. And I wouldn't put it past Nintendo for everyone, for them to just go, all right, well, wait till everyone gives up hope and then we'll announce something. <laughs> Um, which is probably fine. Um, so at least one of those games got uh, formally announced. Um, Nintendo patented a stylus attachment for the Joy-Con, which slides on like the, the rail, the rail yeah. um, and it's got like a little nub on it. Mm -hmm. I would have to imagine this is something related to Brain Age. Or Animal Crossing. Can't or you Animal manipulate Crossing. things in that game? Um, like move furniture yeah, around? Do I don't play Animal Crossing. Neither so. do I. Oh really? Oh, you guys are missing out on what is arguably I don't have the, the time most for that game. lame game ever. I love it. So My much. cousins love that game. I mean, yeah, it's like hundreds of, of hours. Right, right, right. I had a bad um, experience with the first one and just never went back. Oh, you got to you just I'm just going to sum it up in one word. Blockbuster. Oh, well that's uh, fair. Oh, that's man. that's fair. They're not around anymore, Joe. You don't have to fear them. There is one. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Kevin, this this is a game that I might have to buy digitally because of the amount of time I will be in it for like 15 to 20 minutes at a time and mm. then bounce back out. Um, yeah, so you, you can do like, um, you can create custom clothing and stuff like that. So that might be used for that, which could be kind of exciting. But Nintendo also patents weird hardware things. All the and, time. And yeah. some of them never see the light of day. Yep. And pretty much everybody does. Like you can't rely on like a patent or anything like that yeah. to say like, yeah. oh, this is something that's coming because if you really look at all the patents that are out there, there's some that don't even make sense that are just out there that don't mean anything. And, like the Joy-Con that... Exactly, yeah, that, that folding part. Top, yeah, oh, I was like, right. what the, the heck, heck is that? actually happened. The point is they're saying like, this is something we're thinking about. This is something we might want to do. Mm -hmm. We don't want somebody else to do it. And realistically, we can use parts of this patent sure. towards something else. But we're claiming it before anybody else does. Yeah. And it makes sense, I guess, my connection, only because we know that in the European or Japanese version release of Brain Age, they're saying it's going to be packaged with a stylus. Like a full plastic one? Yeah. Mm. So I'm wondering if this is what they mean by that. I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. Um, but I guess that game's coming. Um and then I, I read this today, actually, not more than a few hours ago. 
but I did some research, and I don't know if it holds any any weight. Um, Kevin, uh, there's a report out there that uh, the sixth fighter, like I was like Kevin. Oh no, that was kind of weird. <laughs> I apologize. Um, the sixth fighter <clears throat> for Smash Brothers is going to be Crash Bandicoot. Tom, where did you read this? Well, so here's the thing. It was posted. My hopes and dreams. Because that's it, you read people it. That have awesome. been. Well, and this is where I, I, been brought up I, in I like left it in as a talking point, but I didn't want to harp on it too much. So it uh, was port- reported on. I read it on Nintendo Soup, um, which tweeted it out. And hmm. the clickbait for it, which was super enticing, um, <laughs> they gotcha. w- was, yeah, uh, person that call or or uh, predicted or leaked uh, Blythe or Blythe for Smash Brothers is saying Crash Bandicoot is coming as character Somebody six. predicted but, slash leaked. And so, here's, and so I read into it, and I, I tracked this person down on Twitter, and I'm pretty sure it's just some dude who in October of last year said, Blythe's coming to Smash Brothers, and then people look back at that as, oh, my God, this guy's got yeah. I, I don't think there's any weight to no. it. Because um, there's there's so many characters that get brought up. It's like, oh, they got to be coming. It could honestly, sacri- like, nobody knows except for a few people. No, but let's, and it get could in, be anybody. Let's, let's get into that Smash Direct then. Um, so we are getting another Fire Emblem character, mm-hmm. much to everyone's delight and joy. I uh, thought the character looks cool. You and I didn't even play houses? Fire Emblem. Nope. Oh. Just the way that character plays, I thought it was really cool. Well, so the play style is one thing, and I do think it looks rather cool. Um, you, have you played Three Houses? No. Joe, no? No, you um, were Tom, to have you, you played Three Houses? I, we know I you did. You love that game. It was my number two game of the year. Mm-hmm. Or number one game of the year, sorry. Um, there are a lot of characters mm-hmm. in Fire Emblem. Some of them very unique. And they chose, like, the most bland, basic-looking character <laughs> that also looks like every other Fire Emblem character in Smash Brothers already. Why? Mm. You know? Sakurai loves Fire Emblem. Like, that's a known fact. Well, I, I think we're at... I think this is definitely the tipping point in Fire Emblem saturation mm. as between the mobile game and then Three Houses... Um, people were clamoring for Fire Emblem content, which is great because it was a series that was initially, not initially, that was huge in Japan and was kind of on the brink of Nintendo finally said, listen, we'll put another one out in America or North America, but if it doesn't do well, we, we got to stop pushing this over there. And the 3DS version did so well that it kind of rejuvenated that franchise yeah. here. Well, I remember most people didn't know what Fire Emblem was in this country until Melee. Smash Melee because Marth and Roy were Marth in it. Marth and Roy were in it, right? And that was like even their then, first like people knew, like, oh, they're from Fire Emblem. What's that? I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's so just some game. Kevin, being the resident Smash person, hmm. if just give me your initial, on a scale of one to ten, your initial level of disappointment in the reveal of. I was not Wyatt. disappointed at all, and I'll tell you why. The rumors were pointing like heavily that Dante from Devil May Cry was going to be that character announced, and I was like, I don't care about Dante. No offense to anybody if you do, but I was just like, I don't want Dante. Um, still could be coming in Fighter now. Pass 2. What? If, I was going to say, I'm just going to make this guess now. If they do put Dante in, he's just going to be a clone of Bayonetta. Just That's what that. I was he's thinking. Just gonna he's going to be Bayonetta. very similar to Bayonetta, but anyway, I don't know. I mean, I thought that Direct was cool. Um, the way the character plays is really cool. Um, the fact that they made a joke about there being too many um, anime sword fighters in the direct, if you caught that, I thought that was kind of funny. That's self aware, but not yeah, doing yeah. anything about it. Um, <laughs> right. Also, did you? Yes, I get some people are, are complaining because it's another Fire Emblem character, but they seem like they play very differently than the other Fire Emblem characters. 
Yeah, they, they made mention of saying that she's or he's there. He and she, there's two character, right? Yeah. Um, Some of the things you could do too, like as you start a move, you could turn around and this stuff. It was yeah, neat. Yeah, it's kind of unique. Um, did you? So I, I made a comment about this the first time we had one of these like Sakurai directs. Um, that it was like he was personable and he was approachable and kind of yeah. cute, and there were like people <laughs> laughing off camera. I I feel like that was canned laughter now. I think they're adding that. Like it definitely no, I sounded don't think so. weird to me. They're definitely. I mean, you know better the sounds in a studio than I do, but listen again. He's definitely there filming very abruptly at the end, and I'm like, well, are they faking they're bad also a, canned laughter? Maybe they were real culture, people, but they were know. like, laugh, stop. Yeah. Did you catch when he said he when he recorded that? It was in November. Yeah. So, yeah. I was like, wow. Some big changes even Can since I talk then. about the thing that I thought was really awesome in Go this direct? Do. Cuphead as a me costume. Yeah, but That like, was really cool. Kind of a... Less of a me costume and more of a almost like a character. Like, they really... Yeah. It doesn't look like a me character. No. It's going to play like a me fighter. A me gunner. Yeah. Okay. But, like, it, just, it looks so cool that it just looks like Cuphead. Yeah, that might and be the not, one. I think a lazy way of adding a character, though. Like, yeah, here's a skin. Crazy kind of, guys. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if you're asking for permission to use it, like, what's the reason why you wouldn't just make Cuphead an actual character? A Unless you, character. you extrapolate, okay, this is Cuphead's an option and this is what his moveset would be. And you kind of go, okay, that's not terribly interesting. Maybe we don't want to have this character in there. Mm. So they hit the shelf, but people know or they know that they would like to play as Cuphead. So he's a skin. Yeah. I have no idea what that process is like. But they, they did make a mention of saying that Fighter Pass 2 is coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, they release through December of 21. Yeah. Um, so these are going to be doled out slowly over the next two years, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, but they made a mention of saying that they've already determined the list of characters that they're using. Mm-hmm. They said the same thing for this fighter pass. Did they? Yep. Okay. And it was said that Nintendo made the decision, not Sakurai himself. But I'm sure he had some, I would think he had some, Saying I it, but think they owe him everything. <laughs> that guy, put, Honestly, that yeah. guy puts his heart and soul. Oh my gosh, he does sweat and tears into this. So thank goodness um, for him. I don't know. I'm hoping that that stops the clamor of, you know, give me this, give me that. I, I oh, just, people are the, still gonna ask. I know because they and did. It, it bugs me the ungratefulness. Yeah, that we, I agree. Here when people are like, oh, Fire Emblem character. Well, this game sucks now. Like you didn't have to buy it. There's 80 other people to choose from. Like, yeah. oh, like Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> give Joe Crash. And give everybody walks. Gino. The people who want Gino, give them Gino. Isn't there a Gino costume? Mm, there was in Smash Wii U. It has not come to this game yet, if I recall correctly, which is a lot and of Square people Enix point to. said something about Nintendo this week as well. What? So I think, yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, that's not the only direct we got. We also got. Wait, a, hold on, hold on, hold oh, on. Oh Real quick, because you I missed this point. You missed this point. Oh. Segway after. So, um,. After. The Fighters Pass, it is confirmed that it'll be treated the same way as Fighter Pass 1. Reach Fighter will get their own stage, new music, um, a new spirit board, and a classic mode route. Okay. Some people thought it was just going to be a fighter. But no, it's they, normally a fighter stage and music. Yeah, right? but they, they verified that on their press website or whatever for it. Which so. is cool because the Fire Emblem music is awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be really cool to s- Okay, segue away. Really cool to smash to. Smash Brothers. Um, so that wasn't the only direct we got. We also had a Pokemon direct. Um, Joe, we have yes. to we have to not talk to Kevin for a little bit. Yeah, so I'm just gonna it's sit fine. and observe. Kevin's gonna take a nap. I, can I say real quick though that direct made me want to get this game now. It did a lot of cool stuff. I'll lend it to you if you lend me the Metroid game that comes out. I don't want to play it that bad. Okay. <laughs> Harsh. 
I tried right. first. Opening up the. Uh, so Joe, tell us a little bit about this uh, this Pokemon Direct. You ask me like I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, they they announced <laughs> they announced two two DLCs, um, two that are coming out at different times, and, and it looks like two like extra storylines yes. that are going along. So and regions gonna, of yeah yeah region. two two uh, two islands I think what they're called the the Isle of Armor yes. and the Crown Tundra. Yes. So they're two, but they they focus on an extra storyline rather than like, oh, here's an, another area and there's like a gym that you can go beat or right, something like that. Right, you're going to have that. a new rival, there's a new gym, there's going to be new... Yeah, around. there seems to see seems to be some stuff that you can actually do uh, here, and then it looks like uh, they're adding a decent amount of Pokemon back that you can take into the base game, and it looks like, uh, from the way it sounded, they're going to do an update where those Pokemon will be compatible with the base game, even if you don't have the expansion. So you can so you probably can trade them with people that yeah. Okay, which I think is not that I, I think that Nintendo was doing this because their hand was forced, but I think that would have to happen no matter what. Because what would happen if somebody had one of these and wanted to, you know, you wanted to go play with them? The game's just going to crash. You're not know how to handle it. Let's just make it work. You know, make it so people can trade yeah. these. So, and I think that might push off some people who were just like, oh, well, I'll just trade with somebody else who has the game. But overall, I think a lot of people are probably just going to come in and just go, well, now I can go here and I can catch my Bulbasaur or my Horsey or my Meryl or something Horsey's like that. Horsey's there? Yeah, they're adding Horsey back. So they are splitting <laughs> up the amount of Pokemon fan. that you get back between the two games. Which so. is fine. I think they're smart in doing so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because they look like sizable chunks. The price point isn't off. It's 30 bucks for both of them? Yeah, it's 30 bucks for the pass. So you'll get you'll get the one when it comes out and the second one when it comes out so later. So Isle of on. Armor comes out in June. Um Isle of Armor, I said that right, right? Yes. Yeah, so that yes. comes out in June. Um and it, it's got right on point with the calendar. It's got a very tropical beachy type theme to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um whereas the Crown Tundra is scheduled for fall winter. They don't have a specific date yet or a specific month at least. Uh is more of the Arctic Tundra type thing. Um which is less my aesthetic. Like so I'm kind of I'm glad it's coming second. But like I I that I just getting to the end of Pokemon Eight and the last area was like a lot of snow and I'm it just aesthetically it's not interesting to look at mm-hmm. so like I'm kind of bummed. Um, I hate that area too. So like I really hope it's not like like I hope Crown Tundra isn't like that because just going into every single match and going okay it's hailing I'm gonna get pummeled at the end of every <laughs> single turn. All right, match is over. For a few I reasons. lived. Mainly, if you're trying to catch Pokemon and they keep getting their little health chipped away, and all of a sudden they're killed by hail because you they broke out of a Pokeball <laughs> seven times. Yeah, really obnoxious. Yep. On top of which, it slows down the fight or battle animation because it needs to tell you every single time that each character got hit by hail. If there's one thing that I they need to add that Fire Emblem had, Dragon Quest had, it's the ability to skip through some of these or at least fast forward some of these battle yeah, animations. You can't even like mash A to go past it because I there's still just do. A t- oh yeah, I do too, every <laughs> single time. But there's there's no like prompts like to press A. It's just there for, you know, three and a half seconds or whatever, and then it goes to the next one. Like, please just let me skip this or just do it in a way where it doesn't stop the entire flow of the gameplay. Right. Mm. Right. That's, and that's always been, I mean, I think we've talked about it, that's always been my gripe with RPGs. There's such a breakup in the gameplay. When you start a battle, everything freezes, battle animation plays, battle starts. We talk about the status effects and things that go back and forth, and then you get to battle. Then we talk about the status effects, and then there's, you know, the animation when you come out of it. Then you get back into the field, and you're, like, disoriented. 
mm. when you go in and out, and there's just too much breakup in gameplay. That's and some, I mean, some of the games have made it big strides in that. And like, I mean, this was but obviously Pokemon hasn't. That's the one exactly, gripe I would yeah. say is a little dated in this is that uh, respect my time. Let me get through this a little bit quicker for the ninth Diglet that I've run into accidentally in a row. I don't want to see the same thing. I know the sun is harsh. You don't need to tell me. It's yeah, honestly, I would love if they did Pokemon in the. Um, if either of you guys played Chrono Trigger. Yes. Okay. I, I am not, and I know I need to. We you talked about it on the podcast. Oh my god, yeah, you need you to. Need okay, to. so they they should do a battle system like that. I mean, it might end up being a different kind of game, but like you see a Pokemon, you touch it, and everybody spreads out into battle formation. So like your guy can take a step back and throw his Pokemon out right on the overworld, and you can fight like that. And then once the battle's over, like you see him throw a Pokemon, a Pokeball. Once the battle's over, you do your your victory animations, and you keep walking. You never leave the overworld. Hmm. It's just way yeah. less jarring to me and i think i think especially even in pokemon it would look really really cool to work that way instead of going into a a battle especially too because the a lot of people complain the backgrounds in the battles don't always match up with where you are but that, i mm. think that's common and it, i mean how many backgrounds are you really going to make for no absolutely but it's a little region it's it, it's just an aesthetic thing but it's a little jarring and i think we're for, far far along enough in the series where they can fix these little things and there were a lot of like quality of life enhancements in this game. I will give it that. They did a lot of things that we either should have had a long time ago or things that people were asking for. Now you can just press a button and go right into your Pokeball menu. That is awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, or it having just, to not go to the box, to the PC to get a Pokemon from a box. You can just do it right on the overworld. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. it's really, really cool. And when you catch somebody, if your your party is full, you have the option to switch them out with somebody. Right on the spot. And yeah, and send your other guy to the box, which is really cool. So it's stuff like that. So there's no reason for me to wait 20 seconds after a battle starts before I can, you know, select my first attack. Right. So the thing that caught my eye on this is that uh, I was kind of like, oh, this is cool. That's great. Um, was that they're, they're saying it's going to have more of the freeform camera that's akin to the wild area Thank than the goodness. traditional follow the path. And, you know, which I think is great. Like that actually made me like physically my body was like, oh, like I perked <laughs> up and was like, now I'm a little bit more intrigued because it is a really like, we kind of take it for granted, but being in that area is really nice to just be able to move that camera around yeah. the character. I find myself all the time like walking around and going to move the camera. Go, nope, 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 not the wild. And it. I've only been in the wild area like three times. Like I didn't spend a lot of time there. I didn't like it there but, initially, but you get to different parts of it, and then it's like you're like, oh, okay, here's the real Pokemon. Yeah. This is cool. Um, <laughs> so the big thing with this is that Pokemon has traditionally always um, done this kind of weird phantom third version of the game, or like you know, uh, re-releasing of, well... Um, you have red, blue, and then you had yellow. Had yellow, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. you had Sun, you had Moon, and then, and then you had Ultra Sun and Moon, which were those the same. Those are different. No, they, yeah, they were different. Ultra, yeah, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Those were different games in the same, uh, same um, like, universe. Location. Same yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's what, it's still the same. But game. yellow was the same as red and blue with a tiny twist mm -hmm. on it. And Crystal um, Crystal was, was the same game, just with a, you know, a little twist on it. Um, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are, I think, they're not sequels, but in a sense they are. Yeah. But it's the same world, it's the same characters and everything, right? No, it doesn't follow the same no, story. No, the story's the different. Well, I misspoke, and I apologize. I didn't even play them. I, know I that. didn't play <laughs> It's kind of like having, uh, there was Black 2 and White 2. Yeah. It's it's the same kind of thing. Oh, all right. But um, what they're doing instead now is DLC, and do you think that 
a lot of people were angry about that for some reason. Really? As opposed, yeah, like I think it's a fantastic. I think game. it's we'd great. We'd rather pay sixty dollars for a full version of this game, whatever. Yeah. I, I think this is a great alternative, and I think it's a way to. And it's just uh, maybe this is silly, but it's just it's modern. Like this is the way. Like this yeah. is the way we do games now. Like yeah. we, we put out our base game and we put out DLC, and a lot of people complain like, oh, why didn't they just put this in the base game? But if the if the idea of DLC didn't exist, it doesn't guarantee that the DLC that they made would have been part of the base game. It might never exist. Yeah. I think it's, now they're just saying, "Hey, here's thirty bucks because we decided to expand on this game that we really mm -hmm. love because we have the avenue to do it now. You guys can download it and add more onto this game." I think it's a good thing as long as they're not like attacking you for more money and saying, "Like, yeah. well, and here's I think forty-five minutes worth of gameplay, but it's an extra sixty dollars, or here's half the price of a new game." Here's two whole regions, more Pokemon, more story, so that you can get more out of your entire game and your base yeah, game. Right, and I think that's that's the issue. It's the misconception, right? Because everyone, uh, you know, when they're like, here's our game, and it's coming out then, and we've got DLC planned. And the initial reaction is, DLC is just content you didn't put in the game initially to charge us for it later. Mm -hmm. And that's what this the perception is on this, is that, well, you could have put this in the game, but you opted not to. And with the whole Pokedex thing going on it, it's an yeah. easy way to or an easy avenue to jump on them but in reality if they said nothing and then came out with isle of whatever and tundra thing in a year from now and said it's going to be a, a separate release and you can buy a separate copy and it's 59.99 people would have been like oh we're getting like a semi-sequel this is great mm -hmm. I think this is a much better way to go. Yeah, I think what people don't realize when games come out is that the developers aren't working on the game up until the day it comes out. Right, they're working right. on the game, they stop months before, but they the game itself is like... Well, sometimes a month before. Uh, sometimes, but the idea of the game and everything you're doing oh, for yeah, it yeah. is months and months yeah, yeah, in advance. Yeah. So you get to a point and you say, this very day, we're not adding anything else. If you have any ideas or something that you want to do for the game, and, in, and you come up with that idea a day after... It's not going in the game. Right. That's why it ends up in the DLC. Right. That's why it ends up in the sequel. And it's the same with any sort of software development. You have a day that you cut it off. Otherwise, you expand too far and the, ne the game's or never, game never come comes out. out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So now we're saying, okay, hey, anything after this date goes into the DLC. So as they're finishing up one game, they're starting the DLC and working on both at the same time. Then, you know, the first one comes out and they finish the DLC and release that. It's it's the way it's planned. I mean, sure. And, it, and it, speak to a project manager. It, well, and it eases <laughs> production too, right? Because when, you know, the D DLC is mapped out but not made yet, we, you know, you might not need the full team to make that. And so it mm -hmm. allows the studio to say, okay, if you worked on the first part of this game for nine months, you know, take three weeks off and you're going to come back and you're going to start brainstorming, you know, Sword and Shield 2 mm -hmm. while the some of the staff will go on to do DLC and then slowly get pulled from that and worked back into the next cycle. So, like, it's it's a good way to really manage people yeah, uh, exactly. and make sure your resources aren't spread too too thin. And it's it's a good opportunity for people that might be new to the company to work on something smaller and not have the weight of, holy crap, I'm contributing to a Pokemon game. No, <laughs> you're contributing to a Pokemon in a DLC in a version of a Pokemon game. That that might be a good way to kind of wet some feet with, with developers. I don't know much about that, but that would be my logic from a, you can't have everyone working on everything all the time. You got to like rotate and work in this cycle. So that would make sense. Um, it, it's become a footnote at this point, but Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is getting remade as well. <laughs> they made sure to talk about that to open their direct. I was, I, I didn't know too much about it, and I'm not going to lie, I haven't played a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, but it seems pretty beloved by people. Mm. And it's so funny because like the day before th this whole announcement, um, 
Reddit and websites and everything were blowing up and people were like, well, you know what we're not getting? A new mystery dungeon <laughs> game. And then that happened. They were like, well, that's good enough. I'll take it. But it's a remake, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah okay. but it's, it looks it's both games very pretty. on like, one. Red and blue. Kind of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah but, like, no, no, but that's what they're like, called. They're Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red and Mystery Dungeon Blue, right? Were they? Uh, there was two titles. The I don't remember their names, I think they though. were. I think they used the same thing. I remember the covers being... Oh, look it up. Hold on. He's doing it. Um, so a lot of a lot of good Pokemon news there. I think I think all of that is good for everyone. I just think people need to red stop. rescue team, blue rescue team. Okay, yeah. I think people need to stop bitching about stuff that is. It's a product. They're trying to make money. I understand that, but they've been good about getting things back to their fan base that spends this money on all yeah, their stuff course. because they're. I mean, the franchise does incredibly well all the time. So it's not as if people aren't going to buy it. I don't know. Stop complaining. I, I think it's a good idea to be skeptical of companies and corporations, and we're not going to go into my <laughs> conspiracy theory on that. But I think it's. But I do think it's always a good idea to be like that. But at the same time, not every company is looking to screw you 100% as much as they can all the time. Yeah, they want to get as much money out of you as they can. Absolutely. Sure. Games should be cheaper. Games could be cheaper. But the point is, they are still providing something for us that we want, and we're going to pay them for it. Right. Mm -hmm. So... You don't have to say like, oh, well, they're charging money. They're bad. They wouldn't exist, and they couldn't put out another game if they weren't doing that. True. And that's that's what it True. is. And I bought my first full price game in like four years the other day because my gamers and you were so excited about that. You have told everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's it, it was it was almost surreal. They're like sixty four nineteen. I was like, no. wait, what? That's like <laughs> games cost that much. So it's a hundred dollars. What, what are you doing? <laughs> I've been very good at being able to always have like coops or reward points or something where I'm like, it's yeah, but that that one hurt. Um, <laughs> a side note: Did you say coops? Coops. He did, but you love that game. What game are you talking about? Coops. Fire. Wait. Tokyo Mirage ses Sessions. Can't talk. Um, Sharp Fe. Encore. I was going to oh, say, did you get the whole title? It's the worst yeah. name in the history so weird. of games. Um, yeah, well, review's coming. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, all right, 2020 releases, things that we know we've got concrete uh, at least months for or times of the year for. Mm -hmm. um, this is why I need this out, right? No, keep that out because you're going to help feed me. I picked okay. some of the more popular ones. Um, like there's a game on that list coming out in February. Uh, that, uh, that yeah, What's that called? This one? Yeah. Snack World... The Dungeon Crawl Gold. Yeah. No idea what that is. No, either do I. But apparently so it's worth really we just talking about the worst name. If anybody <laughs> that's not a great one. No, if anybody's great, wondering what I'm referencing, Nintendo put out their um, infographic. 2020 roadmap release date. Visual infographic. Yeah. Um maybe that's why. Some notable things on there, but you know what's missing on here? Lots of first party games, which is why there's a direct coming soon. And that's not saying we're not grateful for the oh, third no, party this is, support. Oh, no, this is great. Oh, yeah, we um, love the third party but, support. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And um, indie support, that eShop, get Ori in the Blind Forest. Definitely in the Sorry, Kevin, you're not on camera. It's okay, um, I don't need to Did you buy it for me? Ori in the Blind Forest? No. Yeah. It's on Game Pass. Really? Or play yeah. it? Yeah, do you but play I don't it? I have Game Pass. Oh, okay. Oh, my <laughs> God. No, no, we, we bought it to play Borderlands. It both ran out, and then we didn't play Borderlands anymore. We played Borderlands that one time. We played Borderlands a couple times. Hey, so 2020 releases. We'll play, Maybe it we'll play when it comes out on the Switch. Okay, um, I'm in. There you all go. Right, so notable, notable 2020 releases. Kevin, please fill in the blanks with anything that you think is more notable oh than gosh. what I took out of that because the SpongeBob game did not seem to cross I'm sorry, the, the what game now? SpongeBob? SpongeBob. Okay. Battle for Bikini bop, Bottom Rehydrated. No. I was going to say, that's, that's a Stop putting puns remake. on remastered. Oh my gosh, it's anyway. It's better than it. saying remastered or HD or whatever. How about... 
Uh, Red Fraction Remarstered, because the game takes place on Mars. That's the official name of that That's game. That's First weird. of all, it's Red Faction. I said Faction. You said Fraction. I think I said Faction. Okay, that's fine. Good thing this is good thing this is recorded. <laughs> yeah, God. we have no reference. <laughs> I'm just gonna go it back out. and I'm leaving it out. No, it's gone. Um, Second of all, you're right. That is absolutely terrible. Yeah, that's, that's horrible. That's like, oh, let's get Ooh. this. Uh, like, when you have a groaner, when you pick up the game and look at the cover, I own it. By the way, <laughs> SpongeBob, it makes sense. He's a sponge. There's rehydrate. no movie coming out. You never it know. Doesn't there mean, is. No, it doesn't make anyway. sense. It doesn't mean it should be done. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. 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 All right. Um, <laughs> so uh, the big one for me, and it's I'm glad it's in the beginning of the year, is Animal Crossing. I know you you guys said you you've never well you've played them, Joe. But Kevin, yeah. you never played it, or you just haven't no, I've never played it. It's um, it doesn't interest me personally. So is I this a game you're tired of getting like, the crap beat out of me by Villager in Super Smash Brothers? The Killager, I you mean? Love so Villager. He was my so main when it. that game first came out. Well, even uh, you played as Villager when we played over the summer once on 3DS. Oh yeah, we, we took, used to play on lunch break. We took a break and we played it, and I was like, oh, I'm Cloud. I like I went online <laughs> playing as Cloud, and I'm not good at that game, but I win playing online, and you played as Villager, and just you. I you got really demoralized me. Mm. I I don't even I don't think I've played the game since. You demolished me. I was <laughs> like, but he's villager. You need to play he's the like, game. Ultimate's out. Little, he's the little like cookie cutout. I'm <laughs> yeah. Cloud. My sword is bigger than your body. Nope, nope, dead. Yeah, but I can. It's, like, it's a it's a sharp bat at that or like a paddle at that point. Nope, dead. Yeah, but I can hit you with a whole tree. Trees are better than swords. Well, they're bigger than swords. Anyway. I wouldn't say they're better well, than swords. Um, well. So, Kevin, is this as as any of this so far from what we've seen um, like raised an eyebrow where you go? Okay, maybe this is the the release that gets me interested in Animal Crossing. Um, I'm not gonna play the game. No, it's just not my style. It's not a Hard type pass. of game I'm into. It looks great, and I'm, my cousins cannot wait for that game. Like they're day one. Um, it's just not a type of game it's that actually, I play. It's. I guarantee. I bet if I played it, I would enjoy it. But I have other games that I need to play and finish. And well, that's the beauty of Animal Crossing is that you would play for twenty. That minutes, would drive and then and then that's me it. insane though. Because I'm a completionist, and no, I need games a lot to, I find to finish. And Isn't the first twenty minutes just reading your mail? No. What? Because I could just go to work for that. <laughs> and it scales, though. It scales. It's the first three and a half. How about hours. reading group messages? Oh. Or responding to them. <laughs> or, or responding to them. Or saying anything in. Just saying, Joe. We're calling out Joe live. I, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. No, of course he doesn't. Yeah, do I show? Maybe if we had a it's group chat. It's just me and Tom talking to each other in a group chat, Joe's, and you never answer. Yeah. Um, to be fair, to be fair, it's usually you two. You're talking okay. into the side of the book. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> again, usually it's you two going back and forth, but every once in a while, it's just me and him going back and forth. This is true. That's yes, true. I'm the constant. That's we've, true. We've never all been in the group. Well, every so often. we. Every so often. I jumped in the other day, and I sent three messages and went, I don't have time for this. You don't have time for us, Kevin. When there's a Nintendo Direct and I get all excited and text you guys, you better answer, Joe. I'll be in the middle of teaching, and well, Kevin's just like shunning his students. Ah, I um, would never. I would tell them there's a Direct. We're going to stop our lesson watching for 20 it. minutes, yeah. Um, like a special Joe, announcement. As someone who gave up on Animal Crossing, do you think you're coming back? Mm. No. Do you think your girlfriend would come back? Like, is this game that she would like? I know it's it's very it does very well with, with women, and I'm just curious if she's interested in it at all. I don't think so. She actually uh, she has an Animal Crossing game on the shelf. Because Ada's been counting down the days. Really? Oh, yes. Really? Yeah. I didn't know she was an Animal is, Crossing fan. With with her it's that she will get really excited for a video game, absolutely excited, and then play it once, maybe twice, 
and then just never go back to it. And she'll love the game, but she'll never go back to it. It's mm. just, it doesn't, like, the idea of, a, of the video game grabs her more than the game itself. She did mm. put a decent amount of hours into uh, Let's Go Eevee. I'll give her that. She went to it pretty often. But sometimes I'll be like, hey, do you want to sit down and play Pokemon like I'll watch you play I'll play along with you I'm like her Pokedex like what is, what is good against this and I'll just like rattle off weaknesses to her like yeah. just throw out this one use this move you'll be fine and we play like that okay. and then I'll sit down and go I'll grab the controllers and put it down in front of her nah not really like are you just gonna lay down on the couch and watch TV and yeah probably okay All well, right. you could be playing a game so I just I don't think it's gonna grab her enough because especially because Animal Crossing is a game that you do need to put a lot of hours into. You know, like it's it's a long. Well, it's it's isn't a, it like like Second Life. It's with a slow burn. Well, yeah, it's adorable animals. Um, <laughs> yeah, it definitely has that. Like you can play it for twenty minutes a day, every day for like a year, and probably do just as much as the person that plays it three hours a day every day for a year. It you know like. Some people just enjoy doing really little things, like minute things in this game. I, I, I'm excited for it in the, it won't take up a lot of my time at once. It'll just take up a lot of time over slowly a span over of the time. course of, hmm. honestly, however long the Switch lasts because, I mean, it's... And you'll just transfer your data to that Switch Pro and you'll, you'll have it on there. If it supports cloud saves because Animal Crossing is probably a weird oh, game. Oh, that's that right. Not, I don't know. Um, a lot of games don't. Every game should support. Oh, that's a whole other topic. I agree. Um, I think every single game, there's no good reason for it to mm-hmm. not support cloud saves. But being as, um, being as it's it's not very, uh, it's not multiplayer, right? Is well, no, multi- but it's more about like you you can kind of cheat and do time. They call it time mm-hmm. travel, where like you change the internal clock of your system and. Like, well, you can you do can that jump without to a holiday. Saves. Well, I know, but like point is, it, it, do they have a concern about save scrubbing? Because Probably that was yes. their excuse for not including it in Splatoon. Yes, which, which I think mm. is a dumb idea. But that was their excuse. So we'll can you have that? Well, they have that concern with Animal Crossing, and the bigger concern is who cares if you cheated a single player game? You're only cheating yourself. Yeah. But if you cheat and affect other people, is when the problem comes in. So they might. Well, I don't know. They've been it. a little quiet on some of the multiplayer components. So we'll see what that actually mm. looks like. I I feel like they're going to do something a little different with the multiplayer this time around, which could be cool. Um. All right, so like we're kind of all across the board here. We got a hard no, we got a probably not, and then a definitely. So um, interesting. Um, Tom's reviewing Animal Crossing. I'll have Ada review Animal oh, Crossing. Oh yeah, that's right. Let's do that. Get her to that's review. A good idea. It's a good idea. I think we've all agreed, Ada. If you're watching and listening, congratulations you're on your new Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing new Horizon. If you're not watching and listening, what the hell, man? You're letting the team down. <laughs> My gosh. I'm just kidding. All right, um, release calendar. Uh, Darksiders Genesis is a game that's coming out, and I threw it on there because I feel like Darksiders keeps getting releases somehow, and I never hear anyone ever talk about or playing these games. When it first came out, I worked at GameStop at the time. People made like a, I don't know why it's that's like relevant. Zelda-esque? But, yeah, people uh, said that, and it was like, cool, I, I love a, you know, non-Zelda Zelda game. Like, that would be awesome. That's right up my alley. And ignored it, ignored it, ignored it, ignored it. And then it went on sale on Steam, and I picked it up, and I played it once for... 20 minutes, maybe, you know, 30. And it was like, ah, this is fun, but it's nowhere near Zelda. Like, it doesn't feel like it at all. It doesn't play like it. And it's mm. very clunky. So I put it down. I came back to it a couple months later. And it was like, this is still really clunky. And I still don't know where to go. <laughs> I could be playing a game where I do know where to go. And I closed it and played anything else. And I just, it yeah. didn't grab me the way everybody said that it would. Mm. Uh, Can I run through this since I have it up here? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So 
Darksiders Genesis is February 14th. Devil May Cry is February 20th. I don't. I haven't nope. played Devil May Cry. I'm good. I played uh, it on PlayStation. I, I'm um, trying to make a point to not play PlayStation 2 games because yeah. I got burned in Final Fantasy and I just know mm. Devil May Cry I'm going to be angry with. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX is March 6th. Definitely. Animal Crossing is March 20th. Yeah. Trials of Mana is April 24th, which I may get because it looks cool. I got the collection. Um, I'll jump into the original because I never played it. And I this is the sequel, right? That never came out stateside? Yes. Okay. It, it's Yeah, it's a remake of that game. Um, the Pokemon Sword Shield Expansion Pass says June 2020, Autumn 2020. Um, the SpongeBob game, May 24th. And then there's a whole bunch of other things on this roadmap. Um, the Outer Worlds is early 2020. Good game. The Panzer Dragoon remake is this winter, which I want to check out because I never played the first, the original game. I didn't either. And I heard I, it was good. Yeah, I, I didn't did we really talk care about, for it. <clears throat> excuse me, did we talk about Mike's prediction on that? Or did you guys talk about it? No, I don't think so. Remember when, uh, when I they were showing it? vaguely. They, they played a video and we were like, what is this? And we all made guesses. And then Mike goes, Panzer Dragoon, and then walks away and we're like, no, why would it be Panzer <laughs> Dragoon? Why would it be this 20-year-old like, game? Yeah, and then like the title flashes and we're like, why? Why? Why do you know that? And why is that true? And why? Why would anyone just give that to Mike? <laughs> Damn it, universe! <laughs> Minecraft Dungeons, April twenty twenty. No, I heard some students talking about that. that. Lo- it looks cool. Yeah, looks uh, neat, but I'm not gonna get it. But is it, it, it cool. kind of like Dragon Quest Builders, but just Minecraft? Because Dragon Quest Builders is also <laughs> I thought that Minecraft. was already Minecraft. I don't know. Yeah, uh, right. That's it's why kind of like know. the Lego Minecraft sets. It was mm-hmm. a really. I played the first one. I put in a good chunk of time. I really liked it. Um, I, I didn't play the second one, but I, I want to. I thought the building part was cool. I got very, very into the layout and look of my town. And they're like, welcome to the the next area. And then it was gone. And I'm like, I <laughs> don't want to start over. So peace. Um, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remastered is summer. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of things. That game, I had that in the yeah. GameCube. I did too. That was, a, that was... I was like all hyped for it. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of... Yeah, I got it. It came out when I was in college, and so thankfully I had some roommates that were like. And you had Game Boy Advance. We also link had cables? Game Boy Advances oh. and link cables, and we yeah. would play four-player uh, Crystal Chronicles. And uh, it, I mean, it was it was cool, but that was that was, was Square different. throwing Nintendo a bone. Yes, yes it was because Absolutely. they didn't they didn't get the other games, so we're like, mm-hmm. we'll give you Crystal Chronicles. So you know there was n- it was either going to be spectacular, the greatest Final Fantasy ever, or it was going to be worthless and. Well, we know how to turn it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ring of Fates was also not good either. Doom. So then there's things with no release date, but they're on this roadmap. Doom Eternal. Yes. Um, Bravely Default Two. Can we go back to Doom? Stop. Not yet. Hold on. Doom, but not on Switch. (laughs) I just want to go through all these. Um, Star Wars, Lego Star Wars, Skywalker Saga, which somebody told me looks really good. The Smash Fighter Pass Two, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, Hollow Knight Silk Song, Deadly Redemption Two, and then I saved my favorite for last. No More Heroes 3, because I am super hyped for that game, and I'm I want Travis Touchdown in the Fighter Pass. Still don't he know what I watched when I watched that trailer. Which is the beauty of it. It's amazing. I'm glad you have something on that list that excites you, because oh I think gosh. that's what, what I'm looking at. So going, excited. Like, wait, this is, this is what they're saying 2020 is going to look like? I'm not terribly they're, thrilled or excited. They're going to fill in more here. We know that. I know, but it's just... This it's, is what we know so far. Yeah, but again, not that ex- I guess I guess I would be most excited for Xenoblade. I may get that. It I never was really it. good. I played it on the 3DS and I got about halfway through and enjoyed it, but I didn't get that far into Xenoblade Chronicles X for the Wii U. Mm. And Xenoblade Chronicles 2 for the Switch is excellent. 
Um, so this this game looks really sharp. Joe, what on that list is exciting you? Doom. Why? Because it looks great. It's Doom. Uh, I, I got into the 2016 version a little late. And I mean, I've always liked Doom, but it was like, eh, it's Doom. I haven't played it in like a decade or something. And then finally bought that on sale. And it's, I mean, it's one of the greatest shooters of like, I don't want to say of our time, but it is one of the greatest shooters within like, you know, its time period. It's done so well. It's, I mean, it's, it's, you have to understand what it is too. Like it's, it's a run and gun. Like you're not. Which is why I love it. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. You don't cover you don't really rest it's just it's the fluidity so between you just, just crazy bounce around and pick yeah. the biggest gun you can and blow things up right but it was but it was fun like it was it was over the top gory but it was to the point that like you knew it was gonna be like that and it was just funny when it did that like the first <laughs> time you do a glory kill and like just pull a zombie's like uh, not a zombie a, a demon's like heart out and then shove it in his mouth and then it explodes you're oh like gosh. oh yeah this is gonna be yeah. the most fun i've had in a long that time that doesn't get tiring the eight thousandth <laughs> time you see it and you get these it really doesn't and you get these great like expansions to your weapons and you're like oh i'm gonna destroy everything with this and then you don't like the game still has its difficulty that way and then there's like a cut scene where you know like the cyber demon walks out and you're like i'm screwed and like the there was one bad thing about the game and it was that the final boss was like really easy yeah. But that doesn't ruin the game. Like I got through the whole game and it was awesome. So right. the uh, the first trailer for Doom Eternal looked awesome, and then they did like mm-hmm. half an hour of gameplay, and I actually wasn't all that thrilled about it. Just the way it looked, it, it just didn't look right to me. But they stayed in one area for most of it, and I think I just didn't like the area that they were in because they've shown trailers with a little bit of gameplay since. Joe, then. have you seen the new trailer that was like released yesterday? Uh, is it the trailer or the ten minutes of gameplay that IGN? Did? I think it's a story trailer. It wasn't released yesterday then. It was like very it was, recent. I it was think. about a week ago, maybe. And yeah, ago. I watched it like four times. I Go. watched it at my desk, Mike's desk, <laughs> Joe's desk, and then at my desk again. It was really All good. on I your was, lunch break, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> it looked really good, though. It looked exceptional. I'm back to being excited now for Now, did it. you watch... So what system are you getting the game on? PC? Probably, probably PC. Mm-hmm. Um I'll probably yeah. get on the PlayStation 4. If I do, I might actually end up passing on it. But I mean, having it on Switch would be cool because just saying it, you can play any game yeah. mobile is cool. But, um, I mean, Steam does streaming too. And uh, on top of that, even if, if I were to get it on Xbox with the xCloud thing, pretty cool. It works pretty well from when I've tried it. Um, that said, I like my, my keyboard and mouse. I like to be able to yeah. switch to controller if I want. Mm-hmm. And I have an ultra-wide monitor, which gives you awesome field of view, and it's just really good for shooters. So probably cool. PC. But I wouldn't be opposed to rebuying it further down the line. If it's well, it, it was coming out later than the other version, so it's not coming out day and date with everything else. And they don't have a really, they don't have an exact time frame. They just said this to expect it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be still this year, but not the same day. Although it was delayed for other platforms, too. Mm. So, oh yeah, because the developer it's, handling it's developed, it for switches, um, they needed to refine it or something. I read recently. Yeah, I don't know what that. Me- I mean, I know what that means, but there. I mean, if you look at the like the graphical fidelity of that game from the screenshots and stuff, it looks incredible. And there's probably a good chance the Switch just can't handle a lot of it, and they probably, probably. have to tone down, mm-hmm. um, the, you know, tone down the resolution and, and some of the detail and whatnot just to make it work but you also have to make sure i mean it's a first person shooter you need your field of view so they have to make sure that they don't close it up so much that somebody is like just the tiniest bit off screen and just demolishing you 
because it's just, you know, you don't have the, the widest field of view. But if they made The Witcher work, they'll make Doom work. Yeah, and supposedly yeah. there's an update coming for The Witcher that the developers are saying, hey, like, hold on to your butts. This is going to be a good one. Mm. Like, so I'm, I, that's how I'm like, they can get this to look good because Bloodstained finally got all its patches to make it run playable, playably now. So we'll see. Witcher's a good Sorry, game. I'm looking. Nintendo's tweeting out the expansion stuff for Fire Emblem Three Houses. They're a direct right now. I was checking. Can you imagine? <laughs> I would, I'd throw my computer and say, "Cut the episode. They'd, We're done." I don't. I feel like they wouldn't do it this late in the day, but yeah, never. No, know. no. I Honestly, just do our it's reactions usually like to it. early afternoon. We're gonna stay here until it's done. <laughs> um... All right, so we're gonna we're gonna press on a Twitter direct, which is what they call. Yeah, they do. For Fire they Emblem Three Houses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I might have to get that fourth house. That deal, that looks pretty cool. Which ruins um, the title of the we're game. Gonna, we're gonna skip some stuff on the rundown in interest of time. We can always revisit it later. It wasn't time sensitive, and that's cool. So um, we're gonna New Year, twenty twenty. Mm-hmm, I made mm-hmm. sure over winter break to put rest to a lot of games that. I knew I could finish. So, like, Luigi's Mansion got wrapped up. Uh, or the Blind Forest got Mansion. wrapped up. That's um, funny, because my copy of Luigi's Mansion is still wrapped up. Mine too. Oh. Well, mine's beaten. Um, Dragon Quest, done. I played Catherine on PS4, finished. Hmm. I played a Persona 5 dance party thing, which is, like, that? weird fan service type Persona rhythm button mashing. Oh. And it's cool, but, like... Okay, um, <laughs> so I, I made sure to get a lot of stuff done. Um, Dragon Quest was excellent, though. By the way, I just have to say, when I thought I beat it, I did not. There's a third. You act. raving about that is I cannot wait to play that eventually. There's a ten hour demo you can download. No, I bought the started. game. Oh, okay. I have it. Play I need to play it. Um, when you get to the end, it's not the end. Yeah, I remember there's like another that. twenty hours. It's oh not my even like gosh. yeah, like Wild Go- or Untitled Goose Game. I thought I beat it, and there's more. We, we always need more goose. I know. Um, so right now, I want to hear from you guys. What are we playing that's kind of like fresh, which means, Joe, you can't say the same two answers. Um, <laughs> and if you need me to buy you some time, I could talk a little bit about Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Uh, it was a game I picked up last week. It was a Wii U game that they ported over. Um, Did they enhance mi- it? Did they add anything? Uh, they added like a few songs, and there's some costumes, and I mm. think it looks a little bit sharper. I, I've got mixed feelings on it. Sharp, get it? As a, it's in the title. Um, mixed feelings on it as a whole. What, Joe? Um, really great combat system, but just uh, there's a lot of bland other things. So I, I review will be out hopefully by the end of this week, if not next week. I know I'm pushing myself. I was like, week. really? <laughs> well, the podcast will be up at the end of this week. We're taping on Wednesday. It'll be out Friday. Um, well, the th- tomorrow, actually. I'll work on it tonight, I promise. Um, so, yeah, I, mixed feelings. If you're on the fence, probably listen to your gut. If you know you're all in, go for it. But my review will be out this week. Um, Pokemon, I finished the eighth badge. I got the last little bit to do. And then I'm working in some Call of Duty multiplayer because it's a good game to play for like 20, 30 minutes and be done and feel good about. Mm. What are you guys playing? Who's going first? Joe, I'll go first because okay. your thing is blank. Like always. On the no, I, I, but I know what I'm playing. Oh, so then Joe, you go first. Okay, fine. I'm still playing Pokemon. Um, I thought you were going to say Borderlands. Solid or Borderlands. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm still playing. Oh, God. No, I Pokemon. actually haven't picked up either of those in a little while. Uh, hey, man. Shock. The I've, intervention worked. I've, I've been playing Pokemon. <laughs> um, I haven't picked it up in like a day or two, but I've been putting a decent amount of hours into it. I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun with it. Where are you in the game? I think I'm a little bit past you. So I have, you've got all the badges already. Yeah, I've got all I the badges. I found that I liked it a lot more 
after that point, which really? is weird. Yeah, maybe it was just it's easier for me to catch stuff now. I, I for whatever reason I'm like was like, all right, I think I'm over that hump, and now I'm just enjoying. I so I had to level up one of my guys, and because I needed him for a gym badge, uh, so he was a few levels behind. So I played through and tried to level him up, which because of the way the experience works now levels up everybody right so i ended up being over leveled for the rest of the game oh. and just just demolished i ended up not even using that guy in that battle because i ended up so far over leveled by getting him up to you know four levels pushed everybody else up so many you didn't use any that, of the xp candy no i haven't used like an item other than like oh gotta so, use that xp candy that's no. really helpful <laughs> no i like i said i, I went I'm to level you wouldn't have to grind I, and then you would have had them leveled up probably pretty quickly yeah i guess but thing, but that that's just it like i don't it only took like 45 minutes of me doing that to over level everyone and then i stayed over leveled for the rest of the game and you, you spoiler alert you have to fight chairman rose at the end oh and i wish i didn't know that that's the very you didn't get to that point it's after oh. the badges oh. i just got the last badge and said save quit bye i'm so sorry so you have to fight chairman i didn't rose play the game but i him. figured you would have to fight that guy eventually in the yeah trailer. i mean you, you can just tell but I'm i like really disappointed. Yeah. I'm just kidding. i demolished him because and with only 45 minutes of grinding so the game is very it's pretty easy and it's pretty linear and i do think that for people who are just coming into pokemon or might have only played like the last like two or so Fantastic game for them to jump in on. Cool. People like me who have been playing, you know, since the first Pokemon came out, going to be a little disappointed. Um, Did you get your Farfetch'd? No. Oh. I looked. I don't actually have it. I wouldn't have traded it. I couldn't find the guy that you told me that you would would trade for him. I haven't found him yet in my game. Oh. So it's it's okay. We're even. But eventually I'll get my Farfetch'd. Point is, though... I've just and I've been using almost the same team since the start of the game. Like oh, I always try to mix it up just for the sake of being. I do, but it's worked different. so well. Yeah. It's just, it's just been such a solid team. So, the, but the game is very linear and very straightforward. But oh god, is the music awesome? Yeah, it's some, been pretty good at times. Some of the towns, it's really yeah, that, really I, good. Also, that's pretty. Yeah. Good. That's true. But I've been playing Pokemon. That's that. It's been enjoyable. Not my favorite game, but it's it, it was worth the uh, worth the money, I guess at least. Cool. It was also a gift, so. So oh, nice. zero dollars. Kevin, we'll come over here. Zero dollars. Hello. Hello. I'm still over here. Welcome to the podcast. Listening to Pokemon. Yeah. Um, one game that I picked up in mid to late December and played like a weekend straight was Ori in the Blind Forest Definitive Edition. I raved about this to Tom like crazy, I think. Um, the art style is amazing. The music's amazing. The gameplay's amazing. The game is amazing. Joe, get the game. Um, and it's, it's not overly long, too. No, it's a like, game that I'm, doesn't overstay its welcome, right? given the genre it falls into. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say too much because I have a review coming up soon on the game. My second review. It's been a while. In a year and a half. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Looking at me busy. like I have I'm busy. over his I'm a busy, busy individual. But um, I'm at like the 10-hour mark, and I'm at the end of, end of the game. I think it's the end of the game. It seems like the end of the game. So Yeah, I think you are. I probably am. Um... But that mostly, and then playing Smash Brothers, like always. Still need to finish Breath of the Wild. Just like, gotta finish I that don't game. Understand it. I, I don't. I so here's what happened. That game came out when I started here, and then just didn't have time to finish it. And he's a completionist. Yeah, know this. You see, it's amazing that you didn't have time to finish a game that you can literally finish at any time. I know. From the beginning. You can yeah, finish in the beginning. You can be yeah, done. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Also, you're really good so at video I games, so you uh, could probably just run in at any point and kill him with, like, I no know. armor on I know. at all. There's also, I have I have a list on my phone of things I need to do and then things I need to do after I beat 
Ganon, and then things I need to do when I play it on master mode before the next game comes out. Oh I think some God. people take medication for that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Fair. He takes Korok I do have seeds. all the 900 Korok seeds. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy your golden okay. turd. I love it. It's I think a trophy. I about 400, it's and I trophy. hit that point, and I was like, you know what? I'm good. I when I hit complete. 700 and something, I was like, I need all of them. I'm sure there's a hump that you Because the just fact go, that I found that uh, many on my yeah. own, I was like, oh, I need the rest. I need the rest. You gotta have them. Do you use the mask at least, or did you find 700 without the mask? I used the mask for maybe like 10 to 20 tops. Really? Yeah. Oh, so you cheated. I haven't used no, the mask the for a lot of them, uh, but like, like I, I usually don't go hunting. Like sometimes I'll just leave mm-hmm. the mask on if there's nothing around. I'm like, oh, it's going so off. So many though, I was just like, what is this? Oh, do this. Oh, there's happen. a seed here. I love that. It's yeah, so cool. That yeah, does happen a they lot. definitely entice you. There does it's, not need to something. be 900 in the next game, though. No. I hope there's something like just totally different than that. 17,000 Korok seeds. Oh my it's God. amazing that there's that many, and they're still hard to find, mm-hmm. too. Right. Well, that's how big the world that is. That game is crazy, that, how big that game crazy. is. Like, I was talking to my cousin the other day. I was like, it's amazing that that game exists. I don't get the reference, Tom. <laughs> Sorry. There's no reference, Tom's just delirious. No, there's a reference, but... It's, I, it must be the lights. <laughs> no, it's not the lights. It's a reference to uh, a uh, car dealership commercial, but I've been saying it like that for like two years, and then it dawned on me that that car commercial is, is from a dealership in Philadelphia, and so no one has a reference to what I'm saying. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to um, <laughs> our listener question, um, which I was good. I was happy with myself. I actually got it out early enough that people could take time to write in and... I'm proud of you. And one person took time to write in. Do you want to take a guess who that is, Joe? You're correct. It's Stardust (laughs) Speedway. As always, and we appreciate, I almost said your name on camera, we appreciate your your patronage uh, to our channel, coming all the way in from California. he asked, what's, what's, and we'll have to keep this brief because we're probably, I don't even know what time we started. We just um, gave up on that. We're almost, yeah. at, we're almost at an hour and a half. No. Really? It's 620. Anyway, <laughs> he asked, Stardust asked, what's your opinion of E3? Do you think it's dying? Nintendo doesn't have a press conference anymore and Sony is now dropping out officially. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, is Sony, I know Sony's dropping out officially and they've done it before, but are they dropping out indefinitely? Are they done entirely, or is it just? Are they just saying like we have some big news on our own this year? Yeah. I don't know because I remember the year that Nintendo said we're dropping out. It was like people went nuts, and they yeah. said, "Well, hold on, wait a minute. We just we're we're still going to announce stuff. Right. It's just going to be in our own way." Yeah, and Sony's kind of done the direct route with their state of plays. Mm-hmm. Um, Microsoft's think, done something similar too, right? Right. So I think their presence in an actual physical location at a convention, I think it hurts. I think it it definitely. Two years in a row now, I think E3 still holds some water, mm. but it's going to be Microsoft and some third-party people. I feel like it's not what, as what important else? of a venue as it used to be. Oh, absolutely. Because everybody can just announce whatever they want, whenever they want, with social media, YouTube, all that stuff. Yeah, but it, it gives a platform for like indie gamers, uh, or yeah. indie developers who can't really do that. Right, and think about all the, like, you know, PAX events that have grown over the years. Oh, well, gaming's grown in those. That and Comic-Con and all that, too. So. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this one's trending in the opposite direction. So maybe it mm-hmm. just ballooned to the point where it was too much, and it's just kind of, I don't know, maybe it needs to reinvent itself Remember a in a couple of years where E3 was like, oh, we got to, like, tone it down and make it more of a, like, developer conference? Do you remember well, that? I, I remember that because I was working at Game Crazy at the time. Mm-hmm. My boss went to it. And yeah. I was like, could I go? And he was like, no. Nah. And people were like, and oh, kind of like, okay. so like, sucked. If every GameStop manager and, you know, went to 
E3, then it, it did kind of balloon itself up a little yeah. bit. So I was fine when they scaled it back, and then they tried to open it to the public, and that became its own thing. But mm-hmm. Which is funny, because it's always been like, that's for... E3's for, like, media. For and like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But PAX is for... Um, the fans. Yeah, exactly. So why are people going to switch and go to E3 when PAX is such a... It's such a developed event that like people want to go to that. Why am I going to start going to E3 if e- if E3 is not doing think, anything new I think for because me? Because of it being so iconic in the industry for so many years, where it, it and I think the whole idea of all right, here's this big awesome thing with all these, in, but you can't come. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. can't come. And for 20 years, no. And now all of a sudden, <laughs> okay, you can come. I mean, people were just like, hell yeah. Um, no, I think they were a little disappointed, but. Uh, you know, you know, reports of people waiting eight hours to play twenty minutes of Mario or something. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't know what, how else you do it. You know, um, so it'll be interesting this year, and, and I think the writing's on the wall if it if it is successful, or uh, you know, they say business as usual, and we'll, we'll see how that's affecting, you know, the week in June that we usually all look forward to. I mean, I do. I know I do. Oh, I, know I do. Yeah. I don't, like. Oh, all right. Well, hold on. Yeah, I can't go to the gym today because I have to watch Microsoft's press conference. It's yeah. on at six, um, you know, and then just like streaming that and going, oh, okay, cool. The information overload during E3 is like, oh my gosh, it's all, so many videos and discussions. Yeah, and it's, it's kind crazy. Of, it's awesome. It I is mean, awesome. It, I think that part of it as a r- true gaming and a fan. podcast of, daily for a week straight. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, any, just a. E3 recap, which might even end up being two episodes, considering we're at like an hour and a half right now. Yeah. We, we could do like two episodes or something of an E3 recap. So what Joe's saying is... Or we could do... What we'll do is we'll do a, no, we'll no, do no. a live show after the Nintendo Direct. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So you can get our initial reactions. Thank you for volunteering that, guys. Appreciate it. Depends on that Nintendo Direct is. Well, you know it's going to be Monday morning on noon. It's going to be, no, it's, it's gonna a, be noon, 9 a.m. Right in the middle of time. third block. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's not it always live. ends up falling. Yeah, it's not going to be live here on my lunch because that's <laughs> the the second thirty minutes in there. Two fifteen um, Eastern time, you'll get your live start. No, we're going to break up the day. We'll just call it a cross curricular activity. Oh my gosh, Tom! The biological reaction of <laughs> Kevin's body <laughs> to, to the Nintendo Direct KG to you. Oh my! And we'll gosh. watch the whole thing and then tape a podcast. Joe, you're going to take a sick day because you can't join us in the middle of the day. Well, no, I can I can explain uh, streaming to the kids. Oh, there you go. Joe yeah. will Joe will access. Us Joe, remotely. the kids know how streaming works. No, they don't. They really don't. <laughs> oh um, my gosh! All right. Well, I think we're gonna. Some of them do. We're gonna put a Joe bow. Knows better though. We're gonna put a bow on our show. And we're gonna say that's it for episode seven. So thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we hope if you enjoyed what we do here. Uh, all the cameras. I Oh, my God. I forgot to check the cameras in a while. <laughs> Kevin, there's a long time. We're on Joe and I, and I apologize. I told um, you I didn't want to be in it. Anyway. We I'm just playing, a voice over here. Splatoon. No, we weren't playing Platoon. Um, <laughs> if you like what we do, please subscribe. Please. Uh, leave us some feedback. Um, if you don't like what we do, subscribe anyway. Make us better. Or hate on us. Whatever. It's cool. Yeah, we're trying to get back over the 1,000 subscriber threshold on our YouTube channel. Uh, we were well over, and we've been slowly declining. Mm. We kind of want to know why. We what content know why. do you want to see? Yeah, let us know. Um, Tell us. Because as far as what's coming up, we got a review in the works for Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Mike and I have some press start episodes in the can. we got Ori and the Blind Forest being reviewed. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that we're always in the midst of doing, and this is arguably, academically, our slow season. So, um, you know, there's going to be a few more things in the works now, and we're going to keep with it. So um, thank you, as always, for being a part of this, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
<laughs> Joe was waiting for the buy, right? Yeah. Like, that was the hardest cut end. Oh, and then man. It was I just unusual. Seriously, though, bye. <laughs>